Hi, this is Jonathan, a.k.a. Roadblock, and I play Jonathan the Muscular, the human wizard. Hi, I'm Jules. I am the rock gnome Bernice Q. Burns. Hi, this is John, a.k.a. That Film Guy. I'm going to be playing your half-orc barbarian, Carlton Tanks, who was, in fact, raised by wolves and is too enamored of ale, wine, and other intoxicants. Hi, I'm Jack Edithil, and I'm playing Travancore, a half-elf archer and the viceroy of Glenmar. And I am Lauren, a.k.a. Obocrazy, your humble DM, and welcome to Dungeons and & Dragons and & Drunks. Ladies and gentlemen, last time on Dungeons and & Dragons and & Drunks, after a fierce battle with Furlam and her guards, the Heralds of Greenest followed her as she fled through a teleportation circle. They expected to end up near Waterdeep, but instead were transported to a strange realm, run by an eccentric but powerful being called Rachel. She had pulled the party out of their teleport and offered them a challenge, find a magical nut hidden in her basement, and she will give them ownership over her house and the pocket dimension it resides in. After successfully finding the artifact and defeating a clockwork golem guarding it, Rachel declares them successful and leaves. The party now stands in an empty house, in a pocket dimension, with only three mechanical modrons nearby. And that's where we begin tonight. Welcome to Dungeons and Dragons and Drunks. I'm your DM Lauren, aka Obo Crazy, and tonight I am drinking some Alaskan summer ale, which for once I have had beer left in my fridge. So Kyle from RTX stopped by uh, both on the way to RTX and the way back and stayed with Luke and I, and he bought us this lovely beer. And so I have a six pack in my fridge that I'm very slowly going through, or very quickly, depending on how this game goes. Carlton, what are you drinking? Uh, from the RTX live game, I'm still drinking the Barbarian's Rage because I still have a lot of it left. Apparently, seven beers was not enough, and I need to drink more. <laughs> just just try not to drink seven of them every single game. No, because... I've been detoxing cool. since RTX. Yeah. Travancore, what are you drinking? Hello, enablers. The Viceroy's choice this evening is a 2014 Chloe Pinot Grigio, which I think is a white wine because it's not red. Yes. Cool. That's correct. Pinot Grigio yes. is white. <laughs> because and it's Pinot not red. Noir is red. Because it's not Pinot red. Noir. <laughs> I always thought Pinot noir. sounded a lot like penis. So when I think about Pinot Noir, I think about it as like night penis. <laughs> night penis. Ooh. I think I saw that show. Wasn't he tuned to the fre- frequency of evil? That puts yeah. the Pinot Noir I had at Bicky Sock's wedding into a whole new perspective. Right. You know, that makes me want to drink more Pinot Noir at night when I'm nearby my husband. Jonathan, what are you drinking? Hey, it's Jonathan. I play Jonathan Manji Muscular. And tonight, I was desperate. So I have here the last of the Strongbow like variety pack, the honey. It's not good. I'm going to finish this bottle, Aww. but it's not good. Oh, Is it worse sad. in your mind than Crispin? Okay, so here's the deal. It oh, reminds God. me of Crispin. Which oh. is why it's so bad. <laughs> Them that's, be fighting that's words. That's why I'm not liking it, because it's got that same weird aftertaste. Bernie, how about you? What are you drinking? Um, water. <laughs> <laughs> wow. No, um, She's still detoxing after RTA. Actually, I um I went out and drank tonight. I went did went and did a cool kid thing. I went and caught Pokemon at my local bar. <laughs> Ooh. Um, we went to Motorco and I had a Pony Soros, which is a local brewery. I had a fig saison and it was phenomenal. 
Mm. I like this. See, now, if, if Pokemon Go didn't involve walking outside, but involved going to a bar more often, I might actually get the game. Our bar was a Pokestop, and yes. someone had plugged in, like, a little attractor thing, and there was, like, a battle going on, because our, like, the bar next to us was a gym. Oh, God. And so we basically, you can, if somebody's battling in, like, a Poke Gym, you can see, like, swirling craziness going on on top of the gym. So we sat there, and we caught Pokemon, and we, like... Watched the battle happen, just chilled, and um, then we then I had a milkshake, so I am pretty much indulged away because I have to get up and run tomorrow. So right now I'm drinking water, but I used to drink cool things like two hours ago. Listen, we're Dungeons and Dragons and drunks. We don't specify when the drinking happens, just that it does. Speaking of that, the last time we got together was at a live game at RTX, and we actually got to play in person. Ooh, and yeah. I'm. That was super exciting because for once we didn't have to deal with lag or being across the country from each other or lag. So I mean, that you was could exciting. argue that the alcohol was a form of lag because it took a little <laughs> while for like things to kind of process and and it made people angry and then people wanted to try and have sex with gods for some reason. I don't remember trying that. No, oh, no, that, was that one, that one. <laughs> I was like, man, that I must have been pretty right gone because I remember poking things in the eye and in the butt, but I don't remember any kind of sex happening. It didn't. I did not roll those checks. I did not pass those checks at all. <laughs> you or even, you, you did pass those checks. And old lady in your bed, man. What's wrong? Where, where's your mojo? Well, the old lady has taken off. She's taken pretty much all of her stuff as far as you can see. All the doilies? Well, right now you are standing in the living room or the, the kitchen of this house. <laughs> and all of the furniture, all of the doilies, pretty much everything you can see as far as personal items are gone, except for the moderns. The three of them still stand there at the ready. You guys did actually complete a fight that you didn't get experience for at the RT RTX game. So if you would like, you do get 3,500 experience to divvy up between the okay, four of you. 3,500. Yeah. 3,500. <gasps> Guys! We're fifth level. Woohoo! We leveled? Fifth level, bitches! Ah! I'm not ready for that. Oh, Lauren, I want to, uh, I want to run a spell by you. Well, no. Oh, no. Okay. Now, you don't go up to fifth level until you take a long let's rest. Let's take a nap. So hey, you do still let's take a nap. <laughs> nap. Well, <laughs> before you do, let's, let's take care of a couple of things. Jonathan, you had a question about a spell. Yes. In my research, I know that I had, I had talked earlier about a, mess, a spell that would send my thoughts across the realm and across the ether. Then I started researching another spell. You see, our tank, Carlton Tanks, more specifically, I've watched him. I've watched how he moves and watched how speed would be very helpful for him. And so I started looking into how to maybe make him faster and more agile and all sorts of other stuff. And I've stumbled onto a spell called Haste. Ooh. And I wanted to make sure that it was kosher for this game. Listen, if... If it is a spell that you can learn, which I'm looking at it right now, and you have to be a sorcerer or wizard, and you're you're a wizard, you're right, Harry? Wizard, you're a wizard, Jonathan. <laughs> How many of us are going? So, in my opinion, when it comes to spells, as long as it is a spell that is is in your class to learn and at your level to learn, it, go for it. I'm not going to police so your happy. spells. Okay. I'm so happy. All right. 
Look how happy I am. Oh my god, you're gonna cry. Carlton suddenly realizes that at fifth level, barbarians get lots of stuff. I get stuff? Where's my shit? Where's my... I got a piece of paper. That's why I ducked out of the room. Player's handbook. I am already writing down all the shit I get to do. So now that I'm a level five... Ooh, I get so many more spells. Yeah, a lot of you get a lot of stuff. At fifth level. Now, remember, you don't actually go up to fifth level until you take a nap. Until you Which actually is, sleep. I, you have to have now, a long... Hey, okay. guys, I feel really tired after fighting so, the Hold on, hold on, hold There's on. There's two schools of thought on this. One is that Frulum's still out there, and the longer we wait, the longer she's running around, and there's no guarantee we can come back and find her. That is my concern as well. Even though I'm super excited to be fifth level, the ori- our original thinking was that we would have to jump into this teleportation circle right away and then uh and then move on now a couple things we did just get her ass kicked by a golem though this is true does anyone have a watch well no one has a watch but as you speak up and ask this question one of the modrons steps forward uh it's actually felix the multi-armed starfish one uh it steps up i want to call him pierpon (laughs) You can call him whatever you want, but his name He's is Felix. He's my modern. New names. Your name. He like steps up to you, Jonathan. He beeps a bit, and you you don't quite understand. And he's got this section in the center where all of the five arms of this starfish-like creature come together. And it cycles open like a an iris, and inside you see a, a rolled-up scroll. Oh, I grab the scroll and try to read it. Thank you, Pierre. Okay, it's in common. I'm about to paste a giant thing into the chat for you to read. This is what's on the scroll. I would appreciate it if someone would read it out loud to their companions. I will admit, when my friend suggested you four as caretakers of my domain, I was unsure if you possess the necessary skills or temperament. However, she knows you much better than I, and I trust her. Obviously, her faith in you was well-founded. As promised, I leave you the care and control of this home and the dimension I created to hide in. The Modrons are the real owners of my home. As long as they remain in good repair and spirits, they will keep the house in perfect order and serve you to the best of their capability. However, if all three become broken, destroyed, or removed from the house, the dimension will collapse in a few days. Fortunately, they are relatively self-sufficient and easy to fix. As long as you, or those you designate, keep the Mordrans healthy and happy, then the house is yours to inhabit as you see fit. The Obsidian Nut will create a teleportation circle that connects you to the outside, and unless you close it, the circle will remain open for 24 hours. Before that happens, you make sure you have gone back to where you came from, activating the teleportation circle from my dimension. Uh, might have side effects due to the nature of space and time. Uh, so we don't want to do it from here. We want to go back to where we came, wherever we came from, and then activate the obsidian nut uh, that'll take us back here. Uh, speaking of time, usually time here flows at the same pace as it does in your rim, but I owed my friend a favor, and she said you were in the middle of something important. So just this once, when you are ready to go, you can step on the teleportation circle and end up where you were supposed to go as if you had gone directly from the cave near Greenest uh, to that way station near Waterdeep. I'm pretty proud of that bit of magic. I ex- so I expect you to sound properly impressed. Boy, am I impressed! 
Treat so this home impressed. as it were your own, as in all ways it is now yours. My journey will take several millennia, and I will give you notice before my return so that you can remove your belongings. Uh, Rachel. Thanks, so, Rachel. That was nice of you. I feel very sleepy. Yeah, yeah. Well, this is once. I think we can indulge, get a rest. You know, that way we're able to pursue Fulham at full strength, especially since time is no longer a factor. Let's ask Wadsworth where the nearest bed is. We could stay here forever. So, okay, okay. So, so if time is working wonky just this once, that means that we would be able to get in a long rest. It wouldn't be like we'd sit down, sleep, and then wake up and be like, Oh, I haven't really recovered anything because time is working weird. I assume that's how that works. As far as you can see from the letter, just this once, yes. When you step into the teleportation circle, it's essentially going to pick up where you left off. So you were on your way from the cave outside of Greenest to this place near Waterdeep, and Rachel grabbed you in the middle of it. The letter seems to indicate when you step back into the teleportation circle, you'll re-enter the time stream at that point. As my puny brain takes it, it suspended time in the outside world, but time here moves, so all the benefits of time and short rest and long Right, I just didn't, well, I didn't, like, that was what kind of confused me. I didn't know if time was moving weird here, and, time yeah, anyway, time. yeah, I, I, I agree. I think, thank you for the clarification as I, as I step back from my mind palace and re-enter everyone's reality <laughs> go ahead and roll an insight check jonathan oh. uh i want to look for the master bedroom okay uh not good uh what'd you roll eight but let me oh it's a three i mean i'm sorry ten it's ten, a three. Ten, 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 <laughs> ten. with a ten the ways of the gods are mysterious and you can only guess exactly how this is working okay you can ju- you just have what she says in the letter to go on uh carlton you, are you going anywhere in specific, or are you just wandering the house? Just kind of wandering the house, assuming I could figure out where a bedroom was, because houses are houses. Okay. houses are houses. And this didn't seem to be too large of a house, at least from the outside. You've been in the the kitchen and the living room-ish area, which are now completely empty, and so it's pretty easy to see. the. Or you've been in the dining room. There's a kitchen behind where the dining room is, which seems to have... All the basics of a kitchen, but when you open up the drawers and the cupboards and everything, and you open up the ice chest, there's no food, there's no utensils, there's, it's just, it's a house. You head back to the stairs, um, there's a small commode there, and when you look through that door, it's actually a fairly modern bathroom for, you know, what you'd normally find inside of a house in a pocket dimension, and... Do you want to go downstairs where the basement was, or do you want to take the stairs up? Uh, I'm going to go up. i already been down. Okay. Upstairs, just one flight. You end up in a landing area that is just kind of a small... Looks like it would have been a sitting room, except there's no furniture, and five doors. Uh, two to your left, two to your right, and one straight ahead of you. Two to the left. I'm going to go to the one straight ahead at the end of the hall. Uh, you open up the door, and inside seems to be a decent-sized bedroom. These, This room actually does have some furniture. You see a bed. You see at the foot of the bed a fairly large heirloom chest. Uh, there is a chest of drawers and uh, a desk. Uh, I do a running swan dive onto the bed and pass out. Okay. You poof, poof, 
it's a nice bed. Uh, the 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 sheets are still there. The pillow is still there. Seems to be a nice goose down pillow and fluffy sheets. The the it seems like almost a brand new bed. It holds your weight and it seems to be large enough for you. And so, bam, you're asleep. It's like sleeping on a cloud. What are the rest of you doing? So Shadow is still somewhat covered in mayonnaise and dirty from the fight, right? Uh, he was able to lick off most of the mayonnaise, but definitely uh, is looking a little worse for wear from the fight. He got injured quite a bit. Uh, there's some bl- crusted blood in his fur. He's been healed by Bernie, but is, is still looking a little ragged. I would like to enlist the help of the Modrins to get him all bathed and prepped. Okay, so what do you actually ask them to do? Hello, Modrins. Uh, Shadow is one of us. He is one of the caretakers of this house on equal standing with us. We would like you to help out um, with the direct us to, uh, to a washroom or a bathroom or something like that so we can wash our bear and, and all that good stuff. All three of them kind of immediately jump to attention. Uh, you hear various... <laughs> and they move forward and through the living room and then kind of uh, the one, the smaller round one that you've been introduced to as Alistair Duke turns and gives Shadow a look and kind of motions him to follow. And Shadow looks to you, Travancore, with the most confused look your bear has ever given you. Follow Alistair, he's a friend, and I'll go with you too. Shadow starts to follow these creatures and is a little wary, and then as you join, he feels a little more confident. They go into the commode, they go into the bathroom, which you find is actually big enough for Shadow to go into. Uh, There is a old-school metal clawfoot wash tub, which is huge. It could actually fit Shadow and Carlton at the same time. And the piping that's in there connects to a spigot on one side and Piddlesmick, the triangle shaped one kind of comes over and starts to uh, push on this crank and you hear gurgling and gurgling and then water starts to come out almost like a shower and Shadow approaches the tub and he kind of sniffs the water and he starts to drink from the water as <laughs> Alistair Duke and Felix, who are who are basically Bernie-sized, are trying to encourage him to get into the tub. And meanwhile, all Shadow wants to do is... is Shadow, get in the water. I think you should have to do an animal handling. Just so I have this right, triangle is Piddlesmick, circle is Alistair Duke, and star is Felix? That's correct, yeah. Uh, Bernie, he would have to do an animal handling check if this wasn't his familiar, essentially. Uh, if this was any other animal. But Wait, uh, Shadow the, kind of gives you a look. And, the starfish? Uh, the star-shaped one is Felix. There's a round one with little tiny wings uh, and two arms and two legs. That's Alistair Duke. And then there is the triangle-shaped one with, a, with six legs and four different arms. Uh, that's the one that you were tasked with repairing. And that one is named Piddlesmick. Or at least... That's what Rachel introduced them as. They seem to only talk, as it were, in bleeps and bloops and looks from their eyes and mouths. Uh, they haven't spoken any any language that any of you have understood yet. Anyway, Shadow climbs into this this tub. The water coming out is is cold and he kind of balks. <laughs> but eventually kind of gets under the water. And Alistair Duke 
and Felix climb onto the side of this giant claw, clawfoot tub and start to clean him off and get the knots out of his fur, get the dried blood out of his fur, get whatever mayonnaise is, is really, really hidden, like under armpits and stuff out. And they seem to be doing a pretty good job. And eventually Shadow kind of gives in to the ministrations and is just... Ah, <sighs> uh, Shadow gets a spa day. <laughs> Once he's done, I guess we'll we'll head upstairs, and we, I'm not too picky about bedrooms. As long as there's a pl- space for a bed for me and, and space for Shadow, we'll just pick any one of the one ones upstairs. Okay. While you guys are getting cleaned up downstairs, uh, Jonathan and Bernie, what are you guys doing? I I'm I was gonna get a snack. Okay, you head into the kitchen. It's a nice kitchen. It's got a stove, an ice box. It's got plenty of of storage space. Unfortunately, there's no food. <gasps> There's no utensils, there's no pots, no pans. It seems to be an empty kitchen. Now, you do have your packs with you, which probably have some basic rations. I was hoping for graham crackers and peanut butter. There is sadly no food in the kitchen. I'm gonna make a pouty face, and I'm gonna walk upstairs and find a bed that's just right. Kind of like Goldilocks. Okay. You go upstairs, you're on the main landing. Um, There's two doors to your left, two doors to your right, and the door right in front of you. The door in front of you is open, and you distinctly hear the snoring of your half-orc friend from inside. Ooh, Um, I don't want to go with the snore, so no. Okay. Which way would you like to go? Uh, To the left, to the left. I assume everything I own is in a box there. Okay. <laughs> you go to the first door on the left, and open it up. And you find a similar site. You find a very nice bed with down pillows and very comfy blankets, all in hardwood. You find a, a big uh, heirloom chest at the end of the bed and a a chest of drawers and a table. You also, uh, there are windows in both of those rooms that look out onto the endless blue sky. All right. Sounds good to me. Into the bed I go. Nap time. All right. Bernie crawls into bed. Doesn't even bother to do anything. Just... Asleep. Asleep. Jonathan, how about you? Jonathan the Magic Muscular realizes that he is missing two first level spells that he should know, but not necessarily prepare. As such, okay. <laughs> as such, I am going to grab uh, Burning Hands, which is a spell that I had wanted, but for some reason didn't take, even though I, it should be in my spell book. Mm-hmm. But more importantly, I'm going to take the spell Find Familiar. Ooh. And okay, at the first opportunity, I am going to summon to my service an owl, a tiny celestial owl named Pierpon. Uh, I, I haven't figured out his name because there are the spell does have some uh, components that I don't know if they are uh, uh, if they if they are available to me at the moment. Roll me an Arcana check. Eleven. You're you've never had a familiar before. And you actually don't know that many wizards that have familiars. You you obviously know Travancore, but he's a ranger. That's that's something different. And you've known a few warlocks in your time who have had familiars, but you don't know that many wizards who have one. Something tells you there's probably not any owls in this dimension. But otherwise, you're you're really unsure of what you would need and where it would work. Okay. Well, I will I will table that uh, for now and focus on my other two new spells. Fireball and hate. Oh, so you're gonna sleep and then you're gonna wake up and know new spells and sit on your in your spell book and learn new spells. That's you do the have plan. to sleep in. 
Okay. So because you don't learn those spells just yet, you do have to get in a long rest. So I'm assuming you also head upstairs. The door directly to your left is open and you hear the the gentle sounds of of Bernie. The door directly in front of you at the end of the hall, uh, Carlton is sawing logs. There's still a door to your left and two doors to your right. Which way would you like to go? Uh, I'm going to go to the first door on the right. Basically find the same thing. Bed, chest, window, chest of drawers, desk. Everything seems fairly comfy. All right. I'm going to take off. I don't normally do this because we're, nor- uh, you know, out in the field because we're normally battling for our lives. But I take off my boots, my my robe and get into my small clothes, lay down and start thinking of fiery, hasty things. In my head, you wear out. kind of like a really long like night shirt like men used to wear. And it's got little stars all over it. And you have like <laughs> Coming soon to a commissary near you, Jonathan the Magimuscular Small Clothes. Well, not small clothes are your underwear, but like nightgown. Like, you know, like in like, um, Twas the Night Before Christmas, when he's like in Mon or Kerchief and I'm my cap, you have like one of those little sleeping caps and then like thing folds over. So you kind of look like you're wearing your wizard stuff, except it's kind of a flannel nighty. I think that's <laughs> what you change into. I love okay. you. Um, (laughs) it's adorable uh travancore at this point it's been about 30 minutes shadow has been thoroughly cleansed and you and the modrons are are drying him off shadow's clean so i guess uh we'll both head upstairs and find an available bedroom all right the two the door directly in front of you the one to your left and the one to your right are taken by your comrades there's still another one further down the hall to the left and the right where would you like to go uh, further down the hall to the left. Okay. You open the door. Um, You see what everybody else mostly has seen. You see the bed, the chest of drawers, the, um, the heirloom chest, the desk, the window to kind of the endless blue sky. The room seems to be large enough that uh shadow can easily enter through the door even though you could have sworn all the doors were the same size and you were a little worried but shadow seems to actually fit now without a problem and there is a really nice rug on the floor that seems to be just about his size to curl up on that sounds good to me um i direct shadow to the rug i for the first time in a while i'm sleeping in a place that's not outside or in a monastery so you know, following what I imagine would be the example of Jonathan Magimuscular, I actually decide to bed traditionally, take off my shoes, um, take off uh, my hat, get comfortable, and lie down the bed and, and pass out. Okay. His jammies look like underoos, but underoos that were made for a kid that really, really, really wants to be Robin Hood. Rich kid under <laughs> Actually, rich kid underoos. You know, like it's got like the little Robin Hood Specifically in and- the kingdom of Burkhanum. Kind but they are Robin Hood inspired, like a, to be sure. A, a, a tunic un, under <laughs> under tunaroos, 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 tunaroos. So that's whatever they are. They are made out of the finest silks. And as you slide into bed, um, a nice bed for the first time, it it kind of feels like home. And Shadow curls up on the rug, um, almost dog like, even though he is a giant bear. It takes you all a little while to go to sleep. Uh, the endless I mean- blue sky out. Well, okay. Roll me a constitution check. <laughs> oh, goddammit. Am I gonna shit to bed? 16. Uh, His bowels have been- It takes you a little while to get to sleep. So your long, your man. bowels are are upset, and you're 
but you are tired. But there is a lot of light coming in through the windows, but you are tired. It takes you a little while to actually get to sleep, but you do. Uh, those of you who it takes a little longer to get to sleep do notice that despite the fact that there has been no visible sun outside, eventually the blue sky starts to fade and darken and go black. And it becomes dark. There is some lamps kind of dotted around, which are off at the moment. And you all curl up and, and head to sleep and take a nice long rest. And were you looking to get up at a certain time? Or were you looking to just sleep until you wake up? I mean, since time isn't a factor here, I figure we can sleep till we wake up, naturally. Yeah. Okay. It's been a, an arduous day, and you all fall asleep and start to wake up a little naturally uh bernie you're you're one of the first to wake up as you you're just still kind of in protective mode um but slowly after about eight hours you all come to consciousness uh you do notice that the darkness has faded and now it's once again this bright blue sky outside still no sun and you are all fifth level Ooh! yay extra attack here i come extra attack and i'm faster I got, oh, guys, guys, yep. you know what I got at fifth level? What'd you Stuff. get? I got, uh, destroy undead. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, Bernie is now pretty much the worst thing ever for undead. We need to find some undead shit for me to fight, by the way. Just... I get an extra attack and an extra ten feet per movement. So, I have a question about the extra attack. Does that apply to Shadow as well, or just uh, Trap and Core? I believe it applies to Shadow. Quadruple so attack! attack. <laughs> well, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, let me look into that. Hold on. Uh, right. Here's what I'll say about the extra attack for Shadow. So, a black bear gets a multi-attack, which means the bear makes two attacks, once with his bite and once with his claws, on its attack action. Um, beginning of fifth level, you can attack twice. What that means is you don't get the, the attack action twice. That means you, right now, you as a ranger get to attack once on your turn. Shadow gets two. What I'll say is now at fifth level, you, if you use an attack action, can attack twice. Uh, Shadow can do three attacks. Ooh. Uh, it'll be a bite and two claws. So I'll say that. Yeah, that, that makes yeah. sense, because, you know, still swipe, a, and, swipe. And usually he's flanking, so that's still a huge advantage. That is. Um, Shadow also levels up, so he does, uh, you all, you don't just get the stuff that's listed when you reach fifth level. Oh, hit you die. get extra hit, hit dice. Die. Oh, fuck You guys yeah. get extra hit points. Carlton gets to attack twice on an, an attack action, and you get some more movement. Uh-huh. Bernie, at fifth level, you get some more spell slots. Yes, I do. Uh, you also get you get third level spells, which you get to learn. I'm excited. <laughs> you get destroy undead, Wait, which is awesome. Uh, yeah, so all of you, your proficiency bonus is now a three. So anything you are adding your proficiency bonus to goes up. That means attacks or spell attacks for most of you. Uh, that means damage for some of you. That means any skills you are proficient on will go up by one. That means any saving throws that you are proficient on go up by one. That means, um, I believe your spell save DCs for the three of you who have spells go up by one. Travancore, you also not only get more spells, but you now have second level spells. Huzray. Huzzah. Guys, guys, I'm plus eight to hit. 
<laughs> I got a pretty baller yeah. spell attack modifier. Guys. Guys. Yeah, Jonathan? Guys. The floor recognizes Jonathan Magic Muscular. Jonathan the Magic Muscular has a contrite confession to make. Oh. I have not been adding my oh, intelligence God. modifier to my spell attack. Ugh. Wow. I feel a lot. Bernie, from wherever we are, wherever we're standing, Bernie walks into Jonathan's room and just smacks him in the face to wake him up. And sure. and says, I know what you did. I know what you did. And Jonathan, you're sitting on your bed, thumbing through your <laughs> arcane <laughs> book, feeling much more them. powerful. All of a sudden, this tiny gnome walks in, and you're, you're not even paying attention because you're so enraptured with some of these spells. She smacks you upside the back of the head. You know what you did. And walks out. Basically, the hardest thing is going to be for uh, everyone but Carlton has to pick new spells. And that's not necessarily easy. Uh, if you have any questions, get back to me this week. But the big things will be we, we took care of the hit points. We took care of the hit dice. We took care of the kind of the big things that all of you get for, for going up a level. Math is hard. You guys wake up. You wake up uh, feeling stronger, feeling more capable, feeling just in general happier and, and healthier. And it's it, it seems to be a good day. What would you like to do? Uh, I kind of roll out of bed, and I stub my toe on that giant heirloom chest, so I'm like, oh, what is this? And I open it up. It is a big, empty heirloom chest. Ooh, good to know. Also, I would like you to make a constitution saving throw. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, so that is 11. Poof! Poof! I, poof, I poof, would like poof, you to poof, make an athletics poof, check. Poof, poof. Uh, that is... Right, hold on, let me uh, macro here. Athletics... Because I am proficient in that, so whoa, uh, twenty-five on my athletics. Not bad. Okay, so you're Not gonna run to the bathroom. You stretch. You check out. The, you stub your toe in this chest and open it up. And as you're looking inside this fairly large heirloom chest that's empty, and kind of wondering, well, why'd she leave the chest if she's not gonna leave anything in it? Uh, your bowels rumble, and unlike before, where you've been able to control everything. Your bowels are not to be ignored this time. Uh, the rest of you, as you slowly wake up and put back on some clothes and freshen up and leave your rooms, notice Carlton book it downstairs faster than he's ever moved I in I kind of have life. one hand covering my asshole, like, coming through, ah, gotta go, ah, gotta go, ah, gotta go, He practically leaps down the stairs. Like, his feet don't even really touch stairs. He just flies almost through the air, lands on the ground, runs into the bathroom, slams the door, and any of you who uh, walk past and are brave enough to listen will hear some of the most disgusting noises you've ever heard in your life. Uh, Carlton? We're not making this. We're not doing fully work on you taking a massive shit. I love you, but no. Carlton, you make a mess of the bathroom. Oh. But you now have a shit-covered uh, opal the size of your fist in your hand. You don't make them why, clean that up. Lord, why? I rinse it off. <laughs> I didn't decide to put it in his butt. <laughs> He's just lucky he made his athletics check. Oh, or else you'd have a shit-covered floor. I was gonna, if I failed, I was gonna try to aim it into the chest. Yeah, Carlton, you're you're not even really exactly sure what happened. All you know is one moment, your bowels were very upset, and the next moment, you are now standing in the bathroom. It is kind of looking like a horror movie covered in shit. And you're holding on to what you know 
is an opal, but it's brown. Oh, yeah, that's where I put that. Uh, I go ahead and rinse it off, and I okay. tuck it in my pocket, and then I flush. Do you wash your hands? On the way out, yeah. Okay. Uh, your pocket and most of your pants are now covered in shit. And you, <laughs> um, <laughs> I rinsed it off. I said I rinsed you it rinsed off. off the, there are you some rinsed stains that never right, come out. My hands are going to be in the water with the opal. Yeah, you're covered in shit. All right, whatever. I'm covered in you're shit. Cover- you're covered in shit. The floor is um, a diarrhea's dilemma. The uh, toilet is pretty well caked, but you flushed it now, and so the water is sparkling clean. And as you open up the door, I need everybody else to make constitution saving throws. God. Uh, well, as I, I didn't sign door, up for this shit. Uh, I yell out for piddle schmicks. No, no, you don't make them clean that. You are cleaning that up. Piddlesmick. You don't make them do that. Travancore and Shadow. All right, mine is 13. Shadow. Go back to somebody else. I'll let you know Shadow in a second. All right, Jonathan. 16. Bernie. Oh, I got an 11. Uh, and do we have Shadow? Shadow gets a nine. Okay. The door opens and a smell emanates from this bathroom that curls your toenail and most of you are able to swallow the bile um shadow oh shit not needing to worry about the conventions of of most bipedal humanoids um immediately gags and vomits a little bit in the corner oh thank you and then gives carl carlton the dirtiest look dirtier than his pants are right now and stalks away from him and moves to as far away from he can in the house. I And Felix immediately runs over and starts to clean up okay. no, Shadow's Felix, No, No, let him Stop. clean it. No. What's wrong with you? Felix immediately stops and looks at Bernie and is like, eh, Carlton will be cleaning all of it. Oh. You want to like hoard? Felix moves off. Felix and Piddleschmick, stop. Okay, I need both of you to make persuasion checks. Good thing I'm proficient in persuasion. So both of me meaning Carlton and Bernie? Uh, Carlton and Bernie, because they're the ones trying to convince these two what to do. Are you kidding me? <laughs> oh. Uh, Carlton, what'd you roll? A 19. And Bernie, what'd you roll? I got a 1 plus 8. A natural 1. A natural 1? take us away. Everybody drink. The two- sad drink. The- no! Sad no! Drink. No! Enablers! Roll we decided by yet. committee. The enablers in the crowd in Austin decided we're drinking a natural one. But it's sad drinking, not happy drinking. Correct. The two of you argue for a second and then turn to the Madrins and start to give orders. And Carlton, by his very size and intimidating presence and persuasiveness manages to overrule Bernie and the three Madrins. Um, Felix immediately runs over and finishes cleaning up Shadow's relatively small. I mean, he hasn't had breakfast yet, so there wasn't much in his stomach. It's mostly just bile. The other two go into the bathroom. You hear them making uh, what you can only assume are disgusting noises of beeps and bloops. They tend to be your shit smell is going to rust them through. But after about 15 minutes, if you poke your head in, you can see they've, they've done most of the cleaning. The smell still kind of lingers because, you know, there's no Febreze in this dimension, but they've, they've made it presentable again. 
what would you like to do? Before we head out, is there any kind of maintenance needed now for these three? Uh, I'm going to, while, they, while he's looking at that, I'm going to go upstairs and change into my loincloth. Okay. Because my pants are covered in shit. Okay. Travancore, go ahead and make an investigation check. Oh, crap. Four. They smell bad now, but they're mechanical beings and, and you're a, a creature of nature. So you're probably not going to know whether they're in bad repair or not. They, they seem to be moving fine. They seem to be happy. Uh, but you, you, you're not sure if you would know if they were injured or not. All Can right. I make an investigation check to see if they're okay? Okay. Is it a perception or investigation? Investigation. You're, you're investigating them. You're, you're not just looking them over. Uh, perception is for when you want to see things, when you're trying to find hidden objects, see things that would normally go unseen. Investigation is, you're Sherlocking these things. You're trying to figure them out. I got a 16. You look them over pretty carefully. Yeah, they, they smell bad. You're a little more familiar with, like, the finery of, say, watch parts, or... I'm a gnome. We tinker with shit. Yeah, you have some proficiency in this. You've got kind of a trickery kit, and some of the things that you've done in the past have involved fine motor skills. And so while these are definitely outside of your normal realm, you're able to take a pretty good look over them. Yeah, they seem to be in good repair. The metal that's on them, you can tell right away that these, because they're creatures, it's magical, so it's not going to rust in the, the same way. And everything holding them together seems to be working really well. You're not hearing any grinding or creaking noises. You're unsure if there was something wrong, if you would have the tools or the ability to fix it. But you're pretty positive that looking over these beings, if something goes wrong, you'd at least know that something had gone wrong. Well, it's just good that Carlton didn't rust the fucking paint right off of them. Fair point. Once we deliver our parcel to uh, Thondervec, we should head back here and make sure they're okay. You do get the sense, Bernie, that you'll you'll probably want to learn more about these beings for that inevitable moment when you're gonna have to repair them. I think I think if the bathroom's clean, everybody should pee before we leave. That's the rule: pee before you go. Dibs. Are we taking a ten-second I- pee break? Yeah, I I go, I go after Bernie because she's clearly first. Yeah, okay. And I uh, I go find Piddleschmitz. I said, hey, when you guys are done straightening up the house, would you mind taking care of the laundry? And I do that while Bernie's in the bathroom, so she can't argue with me. <laughs> and Piddleschmitz goes, Meep. thanks, Piddleschmitz. And I I go to fist bump him. So he puts down one of his spears, and he kind of quizzically looks at your fist for a second, and then he just holds out his fist, unsure what to do. And then I kind of connect, and I go, ba la la la. <laughs> and Piddleschmitz goes. <laughs> I asked the three rope automatons, is there anything from our realm you enjoy? Anything you want me, want me to bring back? Uh, they give you a look, and they look at each other, and then Alistair Duke, the, the round one with the wings, goes, Mwah. Okay, I'll surprise you. I think they like <laughs> apples. Who doesn't like apples? Everybody likes apples. They're great. They're like the ultimate food. All right, um, so I'm assuming you guys are going to have some breakfast of whatever rations you've brought with you yeah. and get yourself ready and then go to the teleport? That is correct. I, I think that sounds like a great plan. I'm good with that. Okay. Jonathan, do you officially have the uh, obsidian nut? Uh, yes, it's yes. Okay, since you're 
currently about to leave the house. Also, because you are a wizard, you're going to be able to spend a few moments and concentrate on this thing and ascertain it's how it is used. It is... You only have one of them. Uh, it's like the alchemy jug. You don't have to be a magic user to use it. You just need to know how to. And Jonathan, if you spend a couple of minutes and concentrate on this thing, uh, you'll be able to identify it and tell everybody else how to use it. Got it. Probably the important thing there, just so you know, is the recharge. Uh, with closing it, does that mean we can't get back out or can we always get back out? From where? Like, let's say we use it to get into the house. And then we decide yes. to close it behind us so that we, you know, we don't have visitors. Are we now stuck in there? What you know is what was listed in the letter. The obsidian net will create a teleportation circle that connects to the one outside, as in the one outside the house. And okay. unless you close it, unless you close it, the circle will remain open for 24 hours. Before that happens, make sure you've gone back to where you came from. Reactivating the teleportation circle from my gotcha. dimension might have side effects due to the nature of space and time. That's so all you know. We have to, every 24 hours, we got to make sure we step outside. All you know is that if you activate the teleportation circle and do nothing, in 24 hours it automatically closes. And the letter says to not be in her pocket dimension when that happens. And you can reactivate the teleportation circle from the pocket dimension. So you won't get stuck there as far as you know. But she says, uh, reactivating the teleportation circle from my dimension might have side effects due to the nature of space and time. Timey-wimey, wibbly-wobbly. Got it. That's all you know. We're talking about space and time and teleportation circles. It is the next morning. You've taken care of huh, all of that fun business. You have uh, had some rations out of your packs. And is there anything else you would like to do? No, let's go after this frulum bitch. Do the rations, are they waffles? No, they're like a beef jerky kind of thing. You've got, in your adventurous pack, you've got rations to last for several days for, you know, events just like this and where you go out on some excursion and don't have a chance to get it, food. They're, they're hard tack, right? Basically the D&D yeah. version of a cliff bar. Cliff bar. Yeah. I want to take that D&D cliff bar hard tack and rummage through the kitchen and find a waffle iron. And I'm just going to assume as a DM, because you love me, you're going to put a waffle iron in the kitchen, but no waffle stuff. And I'm going to put my cliff bar in the waffle iron and make myself some waffles. Sadly, <laughs> I do love you as a DM, but as I've already said, the kitchen is um, empty. I know, there but it could have no things utensils. in it. It could have things nope. in it. Nope. There's no silverware. Whoa. There's no plates. There's no pots. There is an oven. There is counter space and places to put things. There is even an ice box, which is kind of a luxury here in this world you know i bet i I know we can find a waffle iron water deep okay that's my new quest you're pretty positive you know there will be places in in water deep where you can buy just about anything you also know some places in greenness the way you can buy you could outfit you could outfit an entire house in greenness for future reference you know who's good at logistics you know that one adventurer we we hung out with the one with the fat voice we should bring her back here she knows how to do things (laughs) We'll, we'll 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 see what happens (laughs) <laughs> she seems like a real jerk anything though. else <laughs> <laughs> oh no anything else you would like to do or are you heading towards the teleportation circle water's deep okay you head back out of the house the modrons all stand in the empty living room waving goodbye 
and you head to down the stone path onto the platform where the teleportation circle is, looking out over your domain now with the 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 missing sun, but the never-ending blue sky and the nice wood house in the distance. You all stand on the teleportation circle and spend a moment concentrating. And for a second, nothing happens. And then there's a flash and a very familiar, queasy feeling in your stomach and a bright flash of light. Good thing Carlton's empty. (laughs) And then you land. Leave a poo trail in this alternate dimension. (laughs) You notice a few things immediately as you land. Uh, Where you are is an unfamiliar room. It seems to be underground somewhere. You don't see any windows. You've landed on a dirt floor and the under you is another teleportation circle, kind of like the one that you just came from. It is the only light in the room. Um, From the light of this glowing rune on the floor, you see Soria is there now with you and looks as ready as possible for whatever is about to happen. And there are four other figures in this room, two in front of you and two behind you. And you appear in the middle of what sounds like rhythmic chanting. The two figures right in front of you are robed and you see their eyes are glowing with this uh, bright red arcane fire. The figures behind you, 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 you don't really see that well, but they're not chanting. They're, the room itself is only about 60 to 70 feet square, and there is an exit just in front of you. As you appear, you hear a very familiar voice call out from the doorway. Uh, you actually hear Frulam say, They've made it through! Kill them! I'd like to to try and hit her with my my uh, my sleep arrow if I can. If I don't have a chance, I don't have a chance, I don't know if I have a chance or not, but I want to try and hit her with the sleep arrow right, right then and there. Sadly, you don't get the chance. She calls this out as you appear in this room. You have just enough time to see her call this out and slam the door as she is in the process of leaving the room. And that's actually where we'll pick <gasps> it up next time. Uh. as you've just dropped yourself into the middle of this room filled with cultists who are going to try to kill you. For Which those is, of I think, you where expecting we were several weeks ago. hot PC on NPC action this week after, after RTX. Hot PC on NPC? Like, I think you meant, like, battles, but I heard sex. I think we okay, all heard no, sex. <laughs> I was about to say, why not both? But for those of you who are why expecting a fracas... Sorry, guys. You gotta wait till next time. (laughs) You have to wait one more week. Thanks for listening to Dungeons and Dragons and Drunks. Follow us on Twitter, at Dungeon Drunks, or at our host podcast, at Glibshark, or www.glibshark.com. And see you next encounter.